Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Doug Wilson, in commentating on verses 3, 4, and 5 of our text, he says this, We all love the fact that children are a blast, and nobody should mind the fact that we love it. But this psalm is not about the patter of little feet around the house. This is not about your Christmas photo album. The ancient world, when they went to war, had a clearer view of what was at stake than we do. A kindergarten class is a packet of warrior seeds. A quiver holds arrows. The blessed man who has children in his youth is a man who has grown children when he is still active and in the fray. That's the significance of having children in your youth. That when they're grown and able to fight alongside him, he's still of fighting age himself, still active and in the fray. But here is the difference between faith and presumption. Children are a blessing. That's what the text says, and we have multiple of the texts to back that up. Children are a blessing, but they are not an automatic blessing. See, Samuel, the prophet, would not have been more greatly blessed if he had five sons who took bribes instead of two. 1 Samuel 8, verse 3. The city council of an ancient city was found in their gates. It mentions the gate. In our text, verse 5, he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. What is the gate? What's the significance of that language? Well, the city council of an ancient city was found in their gates. That's where the council would meet. That's where the big decisions were made. It was where their elders sat, the leaders of that city. It's where the decisions were made, where the transactions were conducted. If a showdown occurred... That is where it would occur. So there are two things to note about this. The first is that a man is contending with his enemies in the gate. In our text, that's the picture. A man contending with his enemies in the gate, and his sons are there with him. His sons are present in the gates when this happens, this showdown. And this is important. His sons are on their father's side. He has not brought up soldiers for the enemy. The second thing is that these are not foreign enemies besieging the city from outside. But the picture in our text is domestic adversaries belonging to the opposition, but within the gates. A righteous man, together with his arrows, his children, stands against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The issue is righteousness, not party or tribe or nation. And a blessed father brings his children along with him in their shared loyalty to truth and righteousness. The glue that holds such families together is a shared allegiance to Christ. This is fundamental. Every attempt to get families or nations or churches to hold together apart from Christ, according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 18, is idolatry. And according to our psalm, it is also vain. Not only idolatry, but vanity. Now, 
With that commentary from Doug Wilson in mind, let's read these three verses once more. Verse 3, 4, and 5. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Pausing there for a moment. Children are a heritage. Some texts say a blessing. Children are a blessing. But the blessing in view in this particular text, again, is not the the pitter-patter of little feet on the cold, hard tile in the morning. When the children wake up and get out of bed, that is a blessing. 7.30, our sound machine and all of in Ruth's room, it turns blue. They have been trained. When the light turns blue, they get to come out of their room. And all of a sudden, there's the pitter-patter, pitter-patter, and they run and jump into bed. And I have no better word to describe that moment than blessing. Sometimes I wish it was an 8.30 moment, but it is a blessing nonetheless. And honestly, if we make it to 7.30, that's pretty good. That is a blessing, but it's not the blessing in view here. Every God-fearing Christian would agree that children are a blessing, that they're precious. They're precious in God's sight and a precious gift to us. But I think when we, when we hear children are a blessing, I think we picture two-year-olds. Our text is picturing 20-year-olds. The two-year-old is a blessing, but that little pitter-patter... Right, That kindergarten class, I like the way Wilson says it, is, is a warrior seed packet. And part of what makes them such a blessing is not just because they're cute today, but because they're, grow, they're going to grow up and be fierce tomorrow. They're a blessing because not only are they precious and affectionate and loving, but, but they're a blessing because they're a resource. They're strong. They're going to be strong, and they're going to be used to defend the city. They're going to be used as weapons. Notice, the illustration is this, verse 4. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. So the text does not say, behold, children are a blessing from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, an inheritance. They're very cuddly when they crawl into bed with you in the morning, and they give you butterfly kisses. That's not the text. Why are they a heritage? Why are they a reward? We can only assume that that question is answered by the very next verse, because they're like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And verse 5, only following the logical progression of the text, verse 5 is, if children are blessing, and And they're a blessing because they're not just cute and cuddly, but they're they're fierce, they're resources, they're artillery necessary to defend the camp. If they are blessings in that vein, then it'd be nice to have a lot of them. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full. He will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Implicitly, what's included there is he, the father, will not be put to shame when he stands in the gate, right, the central hub of the city where the elders gather, the leaders of culture, the influential leaders of the time and the culture and society where they gather together to make decisions that will either make or break the city. When that moment occurs in that place, he who stands for truth and righteousness will not be put to shame because all his little pitter-patter feet have grown up and now are like arrows standing with him in the gate and they're on their father's side. 
They're agreeing with their dad. So when someone speaks up at the gate of the city, and they're determining what financial plan the city to, should adhere to, and someone says, I, I came up with this really cool new idea proposed by Karl Marx, the guy's children stand up and say, that's dumb. Dad taught us that's dumb. And we're on his side, not yours. Be quiet and stop trying to destroy our city. That's the blessing of children. And that's precisely why the text, it references the added blessing of having children in your youth. Why? Because the man who has children in his youth, when his children are grown and of eligible age to be sitting in the city gates themselves as leaders of society, dad hasn't retired yet. Dad's still sitting in the city gates as well. And so there's just this majority, this added strength of father and sons ministering alongside one another. The sons who used to be who used to be under their father's authority, still now honoring their father, but now they're working shoulder to shoulder alongside their father as peers, at least in some way, with their father, using everything that they've been taught to further the endeavor of righteousness and truth. And what holds a, a family together is righteousness and truth most clearly seen in the person and work of Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.